You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back in to Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Good, good, good. Worried about uh, people in uh, New Orleans. I think that's going to be really, uh, really rough day in New Orleans and Baton Rouge. Yeah, Baton Rouge especially. I mean, we're recording this around noon on Sunday, and uh, I didn't realize the thing was, I mean, like the eyes over Baton Rouge. So that's a problem. I know the LSU team went to Houston, right? Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and and as if UCLA didn't look good enough yesterday to pose a problem for him. Uh, wow. What a crazy week for LSU football. Well, Jimmy, we yeah. First of all, prayers to everybody. And look, I mean, we're all in this together. Hurricane season. So let's. Uh, hey, I want LSU to be full bore when they play us, and I want them to be healthy, wealthy, and wise. And yeah, we we like to make fun of some stuff, but um, I, I'm telling you, it's a thing. I'll tell you. Uh, I'll tell you a Katrina story here in just a bit. But um, first of all, Jimmy, we made it. We made it. It was game week. Here we are. Um, I, I just – I feel like I got so many people to thank. <laughs> um, we did it. <laughs> it's incredible. We count down as people listen to us weekly, daily. Some of our devoted listeners that we really appreciate listen to us basically daily all, all year long and uh and, and really it's all to get to this point to this week and here we are and i'm very confident that we have a great football team uh i feel like we were a contender to win the sec in the national championship again and uh i'm gonna spend all week worried to death about our offensive line well and that's true and look there's an article on 24 7 on the miami side that talks about the matchups along the line and we- we may get to that today. I don't know. But um, I think I want to rehash a little bit about what went on Saturday. Uh, first of all, Scott Frost, we hardly knew you. Um, you you are not going to be employed by the University of Nebraska much longer. <laughs> I mean, that was yeah. abysmal. Yep. Yeah, and, and, you know, we're used to Nebraska being bad, right? I mean, we're, we're used to this. Nebraska's been mediocre or bad for a long time. Uh but they were so good, I can name two coaches that they fired for basically going nine and four. I mean, they fired Frank Solich a few decades ago because he inherited Tom Osborne's program and, and then had the audacity to lose, a, you know, a couple of games a season for, for two or three years. And they're like, you're terrible, you're out. And I, I think they've been cursed ever since for firing what was clearly a good football coach. Uh, but But then even – even Bo Pelini went like nine and four or four years in a row. And they're like, you're out. And, and, and then they got worse since then. And I'm not saying they should accept, you know, a program that that's below national championship contention, but it's hard to find that guy. And, and sometimes there needs to be some patience and it just feels like Nebraska is paying for, for, uh, for some, some decisions in the past, but Scott Frost is clearly not getting it done. This is a, this is a, a bad football team, and, and that was an abysmal week one showing. I bet Nebraska is going to look better than that in future weeks, but if they want a program that's going to compete for national championships, uh, I, I don't know that they got the right guy. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's uh, whew, that was that was a tough watch. And you know, kudos to Brett Bielema. I mean, I, I'm, I'm a Brett Bielema fan. No dudes. Like, huh? There, there was no dudes anywhere on that field. That that's what stood out to me. I mean, I enjoy watching the game as a college football game. There's a lot of mistakes. You expect kids that age to 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 make mistakes. But mistakes aside, what 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 affected me the most, Luke, watching that that game, and I watched all 60 minutes of it, is the total lack of dudes on the field. I wasn't impressed by a single player that, <laughs> that played so football. True. There was not there's one not person like that you go, guy. man, I mean, even the kicker or the punter, there's not one person that I saw that I'd go, God, if, you know, if Alabama had him, I mean, this would be a no-brainer. Or if if uh, even uh, Florida had him, I'd be more worried in the swamp. Uh-uh. I don't know that they – how many rosters in the SEC would swap rosters with Nebraska right now? I mean, Vandy, maybe? I'm, <laughs> I'm not serious. so sure, Luke. Uh, we'll see by the end of the year, and I don't know how bad the kid's injury is. I haven't looked it up, but maybe the best player on the whole field all day long was Illinois quarterback Brandon Peters, who was injured in about the second series yeah. and went out and didn't play the rest of the day, and Illinois' backup quarterback beat beat Nebraska, but uh, Brandon Peters uh, is probably a guy that's going to get some NFL looks. Um, I think he's a kind of on the senior bowl watch list kind of guy, uh, but he might have been the best player. He was only out there for like two series, and his team won the game anyway, but yeah, total lack of dudes in that, in that game for both teams, and I'll be surprised to see either one in a bowl game. I think it, it'll be They'll, they'll need breaks to get to six wins, either team. Well, and then uh, the next game, the only one that, that really mattered very much was Hawaii at UCLA. And the crowd at that game made me think that UCLA had a weird promotion, something like come to the Rose Bowl and get COVID day. There were seven people there. Seven. Right, and uh, I'm not making excuses for them, and, and yeah, you used the word crowd loosely there. Um, I think UCLA is on the quarter system, so school's not even in session there. They don't even have school now at UCLA. They're, they start later than everyone else because they're in quarters while the rest of the world is on a semester system. Uh, and I'm sure that that's responsible for some, but not a lot, but some of that pathetic showing in the crowd, but Hey, you know, it's while the the rest of the country has a hard time generating a crowd and, and SEC schools have to have people outside the stadium watching on big screens, and, and that's, why, that's why the competition is what it is. That's why the SEC and some southern schools uh, dominate college football and the Pac-12 doesn't even make the playoffs. And, and, and it's just it's the passion for the sport. You know, you're probably not going to get a ton of people at a NASCAR event, you know, in, in, in some places in this country either, and in other places it sells out. I mean, different pockets around the country are passionate about different sports, and college football rules the South, and uh, they don't seem to care about it much out West, but then, but then people out West bitch about the competitive imbalance. And it's obvious as to why people down here really care and people out there really don't. I mean, and I'll tell you something I saw. This gets so tired to me, is so played out. 
the whole, you know, a lot of people, because everybody was making fun of it on Twitter and a bunch of West Coasters were saying, well, we got so much to do out here and y'all ain't got shit to do. And that's, and I'm like, no, that, that's not, I've been to LA. Yeah, there's plenty to do. Nobody can afford any of it. And, um, and, and, and you got, you know, half the people sleeping on the sidewalks. Somebody, you know, UCLA was having a come get your damn ticket and go in for free day. And people still didn't show up. And it, all I hear about is how it's the most scenic venue in all of sports. And I do think it's beautiful. And I've been there for the 09 championship game. I was there for the uh, 2000 uh, UCLA Bama game. I've been there for a U2 concert. I've been there for a lot of things. And it's beautiful. But it's a pain in the ass to get to. The stadium kind of sucks. The view is wonderful wonderful but the stadium sucks other than that so i mean improve some shit ucla because i will tell you if you don't look at that and think anything other than this is wholeheartedly embarrassing for the conference for college football it was it was awful and whereas it was i thought it was kind of pretty i mean i thought it was really cool like illinois seemed to have it wasn't full but it was it was close enough close enough for illinois and I was like, yeah. this is pretty cool. Like, they're there, they're into it, and they got this win. And we switch over to Hawaii, UCLA, and there's seven people there. Seven. <laughs> I mean, you can count them. They had a, And they, they have a good football team. Yeah. Good. I, I think UCLA is legit good. I, I know I was, I was reading some, not a lot, but I read some comments on Twitter about, is Hawaii, they're a JV team. I mean, don't, nobody read too much of this. Hawaii is terrible. Like, true, true. Hawaii's not good. UCLA did not prove themselves playoff worthy yesterday. No one's saying that either. But what I'm saying is, if UCLA is good, then they probably beat Hawaii, you know, 50-7 to seven or whatever. I mean, the, in other words, this, this UCLA team may be, be good. That's what yesterday was about. It, they might, this, this team might be pretty good. You can't rule it out after yesterday if they'd only won the game 24 to 20 we'd be saying same old UCLA but no 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 I I think I think they're going to be pretty good and by pretty good I don't mean Alabama Clemson I mean top 20 top 15 and they they, they haven't been there a long time you mean threaten LSU a team that is dealing with a hurricane aftermath at home may have not have their thoughts together and they've got Ed Orgeron, the most unknown uh, piece in the entire college football puzzle. And so, yeah, they, they may give LSU a game and it, there's a reason LSU is only a four point favorite in that game, by the way. So Jimmy, I got to get to some live reads here. Let's talk about built bar, built bar, go to built.com. I had a buddy of mine text me the other day and go, Luke, I've been listening to podcast. You and Jimmy have, uh, these melodic hypnotic, hypnotic voices. And um, we, uh, and I love you. Uh, but is built bar really that good? He didn't say all that first stuff, by the way. Um, and I said, man, look, I, I'm telling you, they haven't given me a live read of something that I don't like yet. Now I haven't used everything. Um, I can't remember. We did, we had the, you know, I think I did, did a live read for some uh, ED stuff in the past. Hey, Daddy's working fine over here, y'all. Um, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> everyone appreciates everyone appreciates just, that update. Yeah, just ask your wife, <laughs> or your mom, or whatever. <laughs> Terrible. Uh, so I got to cut all this out. I'm not going to. Um, but anyway, 
I don't know what I'm even talking about. Built Bar. I don't know what this has to do with any of it. I think I just want to give you all an update on. We told on you guys. Built Bar is good. We told you guys Built Bar is good for you. This is this is what it gets. <laughs> so, go to built.com. Get one of these delicious, nutritious Built Bars. They're good for a keto or a keto diet, as Jimmy will tell you. If you are looking to lose weight and go on a murderous spree. <laughs> If you want to get on the uh, Kato diet, so be it. Talk to Jimmy about that. But Bilt Bar has all these incredible flavors. They really do. And I, I promise you, Jimmy, there's no shit. My friend said, are these things really good? Because I'm going to order some if they're that good. I said, dude, I'm telling you, they've sent me a bunch of samples and I've ordered some and I love them. I'm not telling you this for giggles. I mean, I'm telling you this. Yes, they give it to me to tell you, but I'm also being honest. These things are delicious. Just give them a try. All I ask is that everybody try one box. If you don't like them, don't eat the damn things. That's fine. But I'm telling you, you're going to like them. You're going to like them. So if anything, don't be scared that they won't be good. Be scared you'll like them too much. That's how, that's the fear you should have from Built Bar. Built.com is where you want to go. Then I want to tell you about betonline.ag. Look, it is college football season time to get your bet in. Go to betonline.ag. You can bet on a multitude of things. You can bet on whatever you want to bet on, but I suggest college football and the NFL. This season's going to be crazy. Go to betonline.ag. Use promo code Locked On for a limited time. I believe it's a hundred percent match bonus right now for a first timer. So a hundred percent match bonus. It's always been a 50% match bonus, but I think they bumped it up to a hundred percent match bonus at betonline.ag. When you use promo code locked on, you can play poker and blackjack. You can bet on NBA futures and all that stuff. But in the end, you know, you want to bet on college football. You know, you want to take the tide minus 19, just do it or take them on the money line. You can do that too. Bet a teaser, bet a parlay, whatever you want. Betonline.ag will give you that ability. And use easy to pay in, even easier to get paid. They take credit cards, all that fun stuff. BetOnline.ag is where you want to go. Go give them a whirl. All right, Jimmy. Um, so we spend enough time talking about Hawaii and Nebraska in this Alabama podcast. Um, let's talk a little uh, Alabama for a minute. First of all, and we got all week to talk about game week, so we'll do that. Um, was there anybody that stood out to you this past week from the AHSA or any of Alabama's commitments that did something nice? I know Emmanuel Henderson had about 140 yards or maybe 175 all-purpose yards with a few touchdowns, like three touchdowns uh, in his game for Geneva County. I was glad to see him looking sharp. Um, anybody else that stood out to you? I think uh, the first name that, that came to mind for me was Ty Simpson, uh, you know, having another good game, but he's going to do that every week. This is a – and part of it is this. Uh, Ty doesn't play against good competition. Let's just be completely honest. I mean, he, he doesn't play against uh, great players, and therefore his numbers uh, can, can be ridiculously good. Uh, but also keep in mind he doesn't play with a lot – of guys that will have futures at the next level either. So there's that. He's just the best player on the field every week. I just want some people to understand, you know, recruiting, it, it, it's, it's, it's not 100%, particularly the quarterback position. It's not about, you know, putting up numbers or stats against good teams, and, and, and you can still uh, pluck someone out of there, and, and they'll do just, what, just fine on an SEC football field because – it's about a, having a, a certain skill level, being a certain level of athlete and having a certain size and, and strength and, and, and proving yourself in a camp environment when you're, 
when you're uh, in skills competitions alongside your peers, you know, other quarterbacks who are, who are going to play power five football and, and ties all those things. Uh, but I do think that because of that competition he plays against and with, uh, here's a kid that might take a minute. It might take a minute, even though ties ranked really highly nationally and did well at the Elite 11 and we're confident he's going to be a good player. I think the fact that this is who he's played with and against, there's probably going to be, uh, I don't know if a learning curve is the right uh, term, but uh, it might take a minute. And that's fine because Alabama's in good shape at quarterback both now and in the future. Bryce ain't going anywhere too soon. And, uh, and, and I think Paul Tyson and Jalen Milrow both have futures as starting quarterbacks. I think that's so, – so Alabama's in good shape. We can be patient while we wait on Ty to, to fully develop. But uh, in terms of our commitments who stood out to me in their performances Friday night, it was, it's Ty, but it's probably going to be Ty every week uh, based on who he plays against. Yeah, I think that's that's fair. And I did watch some of his game online. He's one of the few that's not – his game won on the NFHS, which I don't have to count for that. I need to get one. But um, he had a couple of really wow-type plays. And then I did see a picture of Jaheim Otis. It, he yeah. looked like he had just eaten a planet um, <laughs> with his arms. <laughs> yeah. He is a monster. Um, yeah, Terrence, Co- Terrence Cody cannot believe how big that guy is. And then how about this? Thompson uh, wins again, 55 to nothing. You know, they beat Oxford 55 to nothing. And then I can't even remember who they beat 55 to nothing this week. But it's back-to-back shutouts, scoring 55 on offense. And I bet you – I know this now because I just looked it up. Thompson has more five stars on their team, and I think it's four that they have. It could only be three. I think it's only three. Nebraska has zero. <laughs> <laughs> so just letting you know that. Um, and then I think thought you're about to say as many as IMG Academy. Yeah. When Tyler Booker plays me. today. Tyler Booker plays on IMG today, I think. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah. Thompson is just a freak. You know, a perfect combination. And Hey, let's give Mark Freeman all the credit. I mean, let's give him all the credit. It's, it's well-earned. They are the, perfect combination of a school that wants to be good at football and, 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 and basically did all they could to have the best facilities and best program in the state. Combine that with excellent coaching from the head coach on down to the assistants and then factor in the, the, the actual talent, uh, partly from kids that grew up in the Alabaster area and partly because of kids that just wanted to move there and be a part of it. And there's nothing wrong with that. There is nothing wrong with, hey, if your kid is some sort of really good at math, like really good at math, maybe it's okay if you're like, she needs the best math teaching possible, and the math teacher at this private school that's 30 miles outside town is supposedly the best in the state, so we're going to move a little closer so we can fully develop her math talents. Uh, there's would anybody criticize that in the world? No. So same thing for football. Hey, if, you, if you're like, hey, our kid is really good at football, I want him coached by the best with great facilities so he can be as good at football as he possibly can, so we're going to move across town. There's nothing wrong with that, and anybody that criticizes it is mislabeling high school football. They're taking a concept that they don't like about college football 
and then they're 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 doing that to high school football. Uh, what, you know, say, I don't like the transfer portal. Well, that has nothing to do with the family that moves across town, so their kid plays for a better coach. There, there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with doing that, and uh, it bothers me when I see people criticize it. But hey, uh, Thompson is a freaking monster, a monster football program. And I would say, even though they put Hoover on, on MTV years ago, they were so dominant. I don't know that Hoover's got a thing on how good Thompson is right now. No, I agree. And and Hoover has gone to Georgia and beaten two pretty good programs in the first two weeks. And Hewitt Trussell's also looked pretty good again. You know, they got Justice Finkley and um, K.Dot Caruth and uh, Amari Kelly. They got some dudes, too. So that's going to be interesting. And they got um, Riley Quick. Uh, one other guy I wanted to bring up, and, and we won't get any elaboration. I'll just talk to it go into sweat block after this, but Antonio Kite had a big game over 200 yards receiving a few touchdowns. Um, he's turning into more and more of a dude every single week. So really excited about Antonio Kite, but let me tell everybody about sweat block. Sweat block is doctor created. It's doctor recommended. It works for every seven days per use. These are like wipes. Okay. That you use under your arms or wherever you're sweating. Okay, so if you you go to bed on Sunday night, right before you go to bed, use these wipes under your arms, and then you just throw the wipes away, you're done with it, and then it takes effect, okay? For seven straight days, you won't have a sweat problem. Now, still wear your uh, deodorant. You don't have to worry about antiperspirant, though. Just wear your deodorant, but you won't be sweating, and a lot of folks out there, they have this issue. I know they do. Like, you see them all the time. They're in a situation uh, where they get nervous, they get sweaty. It's just body's natural reaction for some folks. Um, and you want to stop that. Well, sweat block is what you want. This is made in the USA. You can buy it on Amazon if you want to, but if you go to sweatblock.com and use promo code locked on, you'll get a 20% discount. So certainly better to go to sweatblock.com and get that discount. But you know, if you want to go to Amazon or CVS or wherever and just buy it, that's fine. You can do that too. Uh, Sweatblock works. It's been on the Rachel Ray show. Um, I'm just telling you, it's it's a big deal. They've got like over 13,000 reviews on Amazon. They're all positive. That's hard to beat. Um, it was featured and tested on the Rachel Ray Show by firefighters. So anybody knows about sweating, it's those dudes. They're around heat all the time. It's in the name. Fire's in their name. So go to sweatblock.com. Give them a whirl. You'll absolutely love it. All right, Jimmy. Um, I, I wanted to bring up something else that came out on 24-7. Uh, the composite, okay, you know, everybody knows about the composite they have for recruits, uh, you know, recruits for, you know, they go and basically average up all the uh, recruiting rankings for various recruits and then put that in as one composite. Well, they've done the composite for rosters, current rosters. Georgia is at number one. They got 19 five stars and 46 four stars. And so they got over a thousand points. Alabama's got, 11 five-stars and 54 four-stars. They've got 973. They're number two. Clemson, three. Ohio State, four. LSU, five. Oklahoma, six. No surprises in there. And then you go to A&M at 10. Okay, that's interesting. Um, They have an average star ranking of 90.18. Then you get to Miami at 12. That's certainly relevant to us. We play Miami on Saturday. Um, They have two five-stars, 43 four-stars, and an average of 89.87 star ranking. Our average star ranking, by the way, is 93.53. And it sounds like, oh, that's only a four-point difference. That's a a cavernous difference. I mean, I don't think I'm overstating that. That's a big difference, right? It really is. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then Auburn is next at 13 uh, with uh, two five-stars, 44 four-stars, and an 89.57 
uh, average ranking. And then the next, surprisingly, next Alabama opponent is Tennessee at 19. But um, so I just found this kind of really interesting. And to see how few five stars some of these other teams have, um, look, Georgia's got 19, Alabama's got 11, Clemson 10, Ohio State 10, LSU 6, Oklahoma 7, Florida 6. Now that one is interesting. Okay, because we obviously go to Florida and their average star ranking is 90.65. Yes, it's still a big difference, but that could be difficult on the road. So um, I just really enjoyed looking at this. I thought it was very cool that they put all this together. Yeah, it's a good look at uh, I think it's a great way to look and see, Okay, Who's the recruiting industry getting right and who's the recruiting industry getting wrong? Because theoretically. Theoretically, if the recruiting industry batted a thousand in terms of correctly identifying five stars, four stars, and three stars, then that list should look exactly like today's Associated Press top twenty, right? Shouldn't it line up? You know, best um, team one through twenty. But hey, it does. I know, but let me let me let me add to that because see, it's it shouldn't in a way. It should, I guess, theoretically, if. But in another way, you see, I get why they're – Auburn's number – what did I say? They're number 13 on this 13. list? Okay. Right. But, see, they, they have to play – you know, Auburn has to play – let me go back to this. They, they play the number one team, the number two team. They play the number five team. They play the number 10 team. I mean, so you've got a bunch of teams that are ahead of you, and it's not like you get a partial win. I mean, you either get a win or you get a loss. And so – right. I can see why Auburn wouldn't be in the top 20 because if you're looking at if your whole if your top 20 really is okay this is where I think they'll end up at the end of the year then I would say you have to think Auburn's going to lose to A&M uh LSU uh Alabama Georgia and then it uh, the Penn State who's at 16 and their actual star rating is actually higher than Auburn's uh, um average wise you could say that's a toss up yeah that's um, 7 and 5 so, I mean, yeah, I think Great that's point. that's why I wouldn't put excellent them in there, point. so I get it. Yeah. Yeah, excellent point about how who maybe Auburn is the 13th best team, but if they lose five times because yeah. they lost to all teams ahead of them, no one's going to rank them 13th when, in fact, maybe they are 13th. So that's a good point. And, and by the way, as much as I you know, said what I said, I am a fan of the recruiting industry. I, I think that, that they're that, that they're extraordinarily accurate, but uh, it's never going to be perfect. And some teams, I mean, for instance, okay, let's just say Cincinnati. Uh, they're probably not anywhere on that list, but Cincinnati is highly capable of lining up and beating top 20 teams in part because they're so well coached, but but also in part because – Cincinnati has as much talent as many top 20 teams do. That's going to be borne out in the NFL draft with three to four guys who could be first and second round picks in this draft coming up. So, you know, and, and, and no, no one talks about their recruiting. So, so uh, you know, it's, it's not perfect. And there's some teams that whose talent level is actually lower than what their recruiting rankings indicate. There's some teams – that are even higher. I would argue, and this is funny about what people say about the Bama bump and stuff, I would argue, Luke, that Alabama's recruiting is underrated. Oh, or, I agree. Uh, it, we're, we're, Alabama is even better than what the recruiting rankings suggest, which is just nuts, but I think it bears out in, in terms of what happens on the field 
in terms of winning the games, in terms of postseason awards, in terms of the NFL draft. Put it this way, even with Alabama ranked number one or two every year, going back forever, can anybody argue that the recruiting industry has overranked Alabama's recruiting? Obviously not. So, uh, but to me, that's when, when I look at the list like you're talking about, that's what I think about is, wow, who's, who's, who's ranked high on this list who's actually not that great? And who is great but is missing from this list and why? You know, that, that's what interests me as someone who always wants to improve what, uh, what the recruiting industry is doing in informing college football fans. And, uh, and again, I give the recruiting industry an A. Uh, it, it would be great if it was an A+. Plus. Now, I, I agree about the Alabama classes. It's, it's not so much a Bama bump as it's kind of underrated. Because think about this. Christopher Allen is a codlock all-SEC player if he's on any other team. But because he's, on, he's the opposite side of Will Anderson, people are like, well, I mean, he's – He's fine. He ain't Will Anderson. Nobody's Will Anderson. Will Anderson's barely Will Anderson. So, I mean, um, it's, it's, it's amazing, you know. And so, yeah, I think you're right. And also, um, it, same thing with running backs and receivers. I mean, people say, well, you know, Jerry Judy's fantastic, but is he, is he good as Waddle? Jerry Judy is a – he won the Bolitnikoff. He, he'd win it on any other team. He's, he's unbelievable. Um, so I'm just saying that sometimes our our multitude of talent is that a, is that the way to say that? I don't think so. Yeah, well, you um, just said it, and it made sense to me. It made sense. I'm just not sure if it's grammatically correct. I had, I listened to a sports show, one of our sports shows, by the way, and um, one of our anchors said, "You know, off the hoof that that is not how that's supposed to go." And I'm like, "That's not that saying at all." That's not. That's, yeah, somebody. Yeah. There's nothing right about what you just said, but I couldn't tell him because I wasn't on the show. But uh, all right, all right, Jimmy, let's be thinking. We're gonna have a we're gonna have thorough Miami previews from here on out, and uh, we're gonna start those tomorrow. But until then, we hope that uh, y'all are getting ready. We hope everybody's staying safe, and um, we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. So uh, roll tide, roll tide.